The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak, so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and germs. Me and Julio is here with a guest. Her name is Whitney Fox. Hi, Whitney. Hi, Julio and Joe. Thanks for having me. Hello, welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us all about a little bit about yourself, us and the listeners? All right. Uh, so I'm Whitney Fox, and um, I am an artist and a practicing medium and also um, a seeker and uh, metaphysical, paranormal, mystical experiencer, psychonaut also, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of art? Oh, you froze up. I've always been a fan of that word, psychonaut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't coin it, but uh, it kind of suits it, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe I froze up. What kind of art you do? Uh, I'm a painter mostly, but I do illustrations and I do some commercial murals. Um, so portraits and abstracts and commissions and that kind of thing. Um, been doing that for since the early 90s. Been at that, studied it in college and the whole thing. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I see a couple of paintings back there. Is that one of yours? Yeah, yep, yeah. This is my kind of office studio uh, here. I like it. It looks pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Very talented. I don't know if you can. There's a couple things up there. Oh, that's cool. You can kind of see in them. You don't even want to see the mess that's over there. That's like, <laughs> I'm working on a couple things, and it's a, yeah. My daughter's an artist. And oh, really? Yeah, she's, well, she's only 17, but she's in the... She's she's more on the artistic side like you and uh you guys got a lot in common. Really? Yeah. But she's into all that stuff. So good for her. Yeah. Um So you you've been on some uh you want to talk about your uh ayahuasca trips? Yeah. Uh it's a big story. What What's the first thing you want to know about it? What's your your biggest curiosity on it? Okay, so I, I'm going to ask you and Julio. You hear me, Julio? Yep. Okay. So it's my understanding that there's, like, when you, when you go into this realm, you see a certain type of beings and other people see the same types of beings is I'm trying to figure out if that's true or false. That most definitely has happened for me. Every um, time or only no. sometimes? Okay. Gosh. Yeah, every, it's like every time is was different. I think I, 
I think it's run its course for me. I, I worked with it for about eight years, and then um, and then I, I sort of feel like it completed its cycle, you know. Uh, it, but within that time frame, I, the first part, especially, I was working pretty closely with a with a shaman and uh, or ayahuasquero or curandero. Um, they're called different things, kind of depending on what they call themselves. But um, uh, working pretty deeply and very regularly. That's why I have so many experiences is that I did a pretty deep dive on it. And um, each of the experiences were different. Um, there's some similarities between some of the other. There's, the way it went for me was I had had some, um, I, I guess you could call trauma uh, from my past and also um, some things that maybe I had done without the best degree of caution. Um, and so I needed, uh, or what I found was a lot of healing to start. So, um, and I, that could, I could go on, you know, with that for an hour about <laughs> the healing practice. Yeah. You know, it's very much like a near death experience in that you get life reviews and you see how well, you can see, I did see how some of my actions affected other people from their perspective. And yeah. um, that, that can be, um, that can, it can really sort of be hard to process when you come back to this realm. So, you know, uh, I learned pretty quickly that there are other realms that you go to that feel or are as real, if not more real than this realm. So coming back here can sometimes be a shock and tough for people to integrate back into this, uh, you know, whatever we're calling this consensus reality that we think huh. we're living. Right. Um, so, you know, for, I'll give you an example. This one might like sort of, because there's so many, I'll just pull one out of it that seems to kind of illustrate it. Um, so I have three children, they're all grown, and um, two of them I had to have C-sections. And uh, for whatever reason, on this one journey early on, uh, I had already felt like I was communing with this ayahuasca spirit. A lot of people, most people feel like it's a, it's a conscious, it's a intelligence that you're um, experiencing and communing with. And um, it's, always feminine um, and so you know it's the great mother or sometimes they call it the grandmother or, or earth you know Gaia um, sometimes some people see her uh, fractals and, and uh, psychedelic sacred geometry all kinds of stuff sometimes you actually see a woman or an animal or it represents in many ways but anyway this uh, early experience when I was already starting to understand that taking the medicine was a healing journey or I thought that's all it was really like just to continue to go back and start to heal and and because it was early on um there's there's something called what they call the ego death where you go into this realm of the all into the infinite and you are a part of the god source you forget yeah. You forget your identity or your ego. You leave that behind, and you're part of the all. And that's—it's quite a powerful experience, especially when you come back 
and you're in this little meat suit of whatever <laughs> role you're alright freezing up or is it um, me it's kind of hard to describe really in English if you haven't experienced it um, anyway uh, this one experience that was this one journey um, I have three grown children two of them were C-sections the medicine she told me that uh, psychically that's not necessarily good for the soul to be birthed in that fashion and I argued with the spirit essentially and I said well they've had the cord wrapped around their neck and and um, you know it was I, I did you know I, I did what I had to do to so that they would survive and and um, she stopped me and said yeah well we're really not about excuses here do you want to heal your children's psychic bodies or do you not are you willing to do that and I said well you know of course and she said well you're going to have to go through labor again twice and so I did and so the people that were in the ceremony with me heard and watched me essentially go through labor and so it was it was like experiencing labor again physically wow. Feel the pain in my body. I even bled, you know. Uh, so um, that, that one was an extreme one, you know. Like, but they're—I I can't say that they're all extreme, but many of them are quite extreme. Um, I'm sorry. I have a—I have a tortoise that lives in my studio office <laughs> with me. I don't know if you can hear him. He's—he kind of digs in his box for a little bit. No. I can totally move, but. Um, no, I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. Um, he sleeps right next to my desk, and so anyway, he just decided to come in for the day. Huh. So it's funny. It's funny that you um, brought that up because my my youngest daughter, the one that's a artist, uh -huh. she was she was born by C section because it was kind of an emergency. Because uh, yeah, well, first thing you know, my my wife was in uh, going in to get an ultrasound, and. Then they rushed us to uh, another hospital for the C-section. Then after that, we had to go to Children's Hospital. So we were in like three. The day she was born, we were in three different hospitals, you know. And uh, but but she's in interested in all this type of stuff. So that's it's kind of funny that you said that. And yeah, like, there seems to be coincidences like that when you talk about this stuff. Um, you know, and what what was imparted to me or down, let's call it downloaded, because the information comes in like a download. It, it doesn't, oh, it comes in like a psychic download of knowledge. It's very hard to describe. I've heard um, that, yeah. I, yeah, I've yeah, heard so it explained that way. Since we don't really do that here in this realm, we don't really communicate that way or it's, more common than not. Uh, sometimes you'll hear words or you'll watch things play out like a movie, but other times it's just this download of timeless knowledge. In that download, it was that, uh, you know, like this could be actually a hot political topic, but birth, DNA, uh, motherhood, children, sex, all those things are deeply sacred, deeply sacred in the shamanic realms. So we take those things very lightly here, and um, so it's 
coming back also a little hard to integrate into back into a culture that doesn't uh, doesn't revere these things uh, like like we should or I can only say that you know we can only control what we personally do and I really didn't know better when I had those c-sections I it wasn't really my choice just like in your case it was an emergency yeah. there were emergency c-sections and so you know but but the spirit didn't care she was like well here's your chance to fix it relabor the psychic birth and your children won't carry that psychic scar yeah okay to me we carry psychic scars and how they manifest in our physical uh, mind-body connection, how they manifest in our um, uh, uh, psyche and or spirit body, I guess. Uh, lots of stuff manifests in uh, these spirit bodies that we have that are attached to this meat suit. Um, and so the healing practices, the more esoteric healing practices can be very helpful for that or even the intention of, of healing from those things. I just was not aware. So. Right you know there might be somebody listening or you somebody anybody that might say that was just a crazy dream didn't mean anything however when you come back you know like hula though if you've had these shamanic experiences they're so much more real than here this place feels like the illusion when you go and you're part of the whole so um that was this day it wasn't a minor experience it was a and I can't even really say it was a typical one because they're all so different I could tell you ayahuasca stories all, all day <laughs> um, and all with, with a very important and pretty life-changing lesson um, you know and healing because I was all it also imparted from that one experience that I was also healed from the psychic scars of birthing in that fashion if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Left a scar, not just on my body, but it left a scar on my soul, let's say. So, um, yeah. So, so Julio. I, yeah. All right. So, I was just curious because you've done this too, right? A few times. Yeah. So, she said that there was like a, like a mother feminine entity. Did you, did you feel that also or... Yeah, I, I agree with the whole uh, description of it being a maternal uh, entity or, or warm kind of feeling. Um, my wife actually got to see like a female, a female figure actually guiding her through her journey. Um, I didn't really get that, but mine was a very warm, like hug from somebody. Um, when I came back, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed to be back. Like where I was, where I was during ceremony, that's really where it felt like I was at home. Like yeah. everything felt at peace. Everything, even though I was working through stuff, um, and it was a, and it was painful and difficult at times. I was uh, and continue to grow and get lessons. But you come back, and uh, and then you got to integrate. Right. In the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And, you know, and, and 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 from my end, I wouldn't. I was. I think you froze I was, up. 
Or it might be me, because everybody's freezing up. You said that you almost went down to the Amazon to try to seek this medicine. And I was in the same boat. I, I was kind of like at my wit's end, and somehow a shaman, a shaman came, came to my house. <laughs> and uh, the Ain't that crazy? Like all the connections that made this happen over the course of not just one year, but maybe like a decade's worth of time of knowing people, building relationships that all culminated to meeting this one person. Right. Right. The synchronicities. And, uh, Right. Yeah, and, and he said uh, when I when I kind of told him what I kind of what I expressed here, he said this was set up way before you were even born. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that and I've sensed that. Um, yeah, and, but so the integration, uh, the process of integration, uh, can also take the rest of your life. You know. Um, because like we're in a very very deep illusion here and so you know there the questions continue to come like what is this place and why exactly are we here if even if you've had one transcendent experience with any of the entheogens coming back here it's always in the back of your mind like what is what is this place <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was telling I was telling you earlier, like I've never experienced ayahuasca because uh like I've been deployed a few times and I've done a lot of bad stuff and I'm just who knows what's gonna happen. Like you said you had a couple of negative experiences, right? Yes. Um yeah, and negative experiences are not uncommon. Um but I've had a couple of actual hell experiences, and one in particular was our was pretty one of my favorite journeys, and um, it was a hellscape that I was stuck in, and and um, it was maybe about midway through uh, all that I had uh, been doing, and um, I felt I was stuck in this hell space for maybe. A thousand years is what it felt like and then when I finally the way I finally came out of it was I finally got some guidance and you know essentially was told that fear is an illusion so you know having that lesson shown to you in real time as a download as opposed to reading it in a book or hearing me say it but actually seeing that you know the old, you know the old, the only thing to fear is fear itself um and as soon as i had that realization then i snapped out of it i came back and and then walked through this life with not fear of anything so this life this matrix life it it will continue to pull you down though yeah, <laughs> you know it'll, right. it'll you'll you know once you sort of are integrated sure there's things that i'm afraid of now and one of those things is afraid to go back and do the medicine in some ways, you know, for, you know, that going, the, the very last time I did the medicine, I went into what some people call the void, and um, that one really shook me up, um, but, uh, but I also, that, that's why it's like, I can't necessarily recommend, go do it, you know, it's great, you'll have a great <laughs> right. might not, you know. 
<clears throat> it's uh, the majority of people that I've spoken to or worked with have had uh, healing experiences. And there's a few that have had horrific experiences and maybe even um, have some post-trauma from it. Um, that's why I say like, if you feel called, you know, if you, if this is something that just, you have the synchro, the synchro stacks, you know, the synchronicities lining up and a shaman shows up at your, on your doorstep like Julio, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it, it, then you have to fall, like you are your own shaman, right? Yeah. You know, no one that's here to talk you into anything. You follow your own intuition. If this is medicine for you, then, uh, then you can find an Iowa scarrow pretty easy. You probably throw a rock and hit one these days, yeah. you know? So, so, yeah. so not hard to find. It's, you know, I also have, you know, the shaman I was working with, he died mysteriously in Peru, and I think that he got some bad medicine. So that can also happen. So I can't can't be like, woohoo, yeah, I've done a rock. Yeah. Over a hundred, yeah, everybody should do it. Or I can't say don't, you know. Um, I could be I could be getting this drug mixed up with like DMT and stuff, but can you can you uh, explain like what some of these beans look like, or they look human, or? Oh, interesting. Um, Is, are you talking about the DMT elves box? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. What have you guys experienced? I don't. Because the are the entities in ayahuasca are they different? I mean, I've heard like in experiences from people in my groups, like they see a like a boa constrictor or a jaguar. Yeah, I've had a lot of animals. Most everything has shown up as animals. Um, in terms of other beings that are interacting with me. Um, Another very interesting aspect of something that I've experienced is I have in those states I've been inside the identity of a few different loved ones. So when I came back, I was very surprised to be Whitney and not <laughs> my daughter, my father, my ex-husband. I mean, shocked, you know. But when when I went into the identity of my ex-husband, I mean, can you imagine the mind-blowing uh, integration I had to do when I came back? And I was like, oh, I'm not him. I was him. I've a long, I've been him forever. You know, like huh. it was very very tough uh, integration process there. But my takeaway was, I feel completely different about my ex-husband now. I felt and I was I like experienced everything from his perspective. So hard, kind of hard to pull the grudge, you know, yeah. or be unforgiving or think that you know. I could probably use that because I hate my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but uh. Well, I I will say not to sound preachy or anything like that, but un unforgiveness only hurts the holder. Right, you're right. No, I know that. I know that. I mean, which isn't to say there are a few people in my life, well, one, you know, that uh, if I never see her again, it'll be too soon. But, you know, but uh, that relationship came up in an ayahuasca ceremony, and I was shown very clearly 
that she, this person, I had this person, I'll just in this life had a restraining order against lawsuit. You know, she tried to, she's physically threatened me, physically tried to hurt me a couple times. Like, this is a rough, rough lady, right? Wow. And um, finally, would we? We I'll probably, hopefully, never see her again. However, in the ayahuasca ceremony, I didn't ask, but I was shown that in some far, far distant experience, life, past life, call it, uh, in a, a very old native tribe somewhere in the Dakotas, that she was my daughter, um, and a, ba a baby daughter that I called Yellowbird. It was it played out just like a movie. Wow, that's crazy. Yellowbird Yellow died, and I had to bury Yellowbird next to a very wet river, and I could, I mean, I could completely describe this area. I mean, I lived there. I, it was like my home. So, um, you know, so when I came back from that, you know, all of her behavior with me and her vitriol and hate and attacking and, you know, all of those things, I can only sense had something to do with that life experience that we had together whether i was responsible for her death i don't know karmically speaking so you know just a hot yeah. tip karma's real <laughs> you yeah, know that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so like with that said you know like you, you saying you did um two tours and your fear of that maybe some of the trauma from that may come up um I would tend to think that because you already know that there's trauma in there that needs to be healed, you may already subconsciously be working on healing that with or without the medicine. So uh, I don't know if you can kind of uh, get with that, understanding that, you know, there may have been things that happened to you that weren't your fault or uh, it's still the fact that you... Uh, subconsciously seek some healing it's as if the spirits or God uh, knows that you seek healing from that and and that you did what you thought was best at the time so you know it, it's funny how healing stuff works whether it comes back as nightmares or just a, a general stress disorder or something things are stored in the body you know and uh, releasing them is you know I mean there's plenty of ways, meditation and even energy healing and all of that kind of thing. All of those realms, I think, are connected. <laughs> um, and that it's about intention. So in those ceremonies, my intention was to uh, jump off a cliff and, you know, take a very, very big risk, go all the way, spiral out all the way. And uh, that's what happened. <laughs> and then I've sat in ceremony with people that are very very scared and very very close and they just sit and sweat the whole night or huh. purge all night you know it's many many different um many different paths in those frequency realms yeah. i think there's many that you go to so, so but <clears throat> so basically you said that you basically seen what you need to see though right so you're pretty much done i mean yeah uh yeah, I, I I just I'm not called to it now. You yeah, know, I don't. I, don't I think really, I yeah. think that's what it's about. You know, you just got to go where life takes you. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. It's hard on your body. Um, and I'm getting older now, and so you know, it can be hard on you. How long is one of these trips? Um, typically, uh, about two hours, two to three hours. Um, the last one I did went all night, and it was quite traumatic, and it it really left the mark. Um, uh, I think he overdid it on me. Uh, um, I mean, I know he did. So, you know, for you know, over a hundred ceremonies and it was somewhat predictable about two hours and then you come back, you know, and you may you, in the, inside the journey, it may feel like it's days or years or, um, you know, 20 minutes. Um, but in reality or in this reality, it's usually about two hours so that, you know, things. And then it's quite common to be stone cold sober as soon as, you know, as soon as it, it, it like, I, I'd always, like, we'd, you know, some friends would say, well, the house lights have gone down because there's so much, you know, going on in here. And then suddenly it just goes dark and you open your eyes and you're here. And it's, and it's gone, gone. It's not like there's leftover. You could drive, essentially, because um, it's not a drug. It's, right. it's a medicine. So, um, and that's also hard to explain to people, you know, that think that you're off just doing psych, you know, like acid, you know, or try escapism. It's it's really more conscious, or it is definitely consciousness expanding, not escapism. There's a really big difference there. So, um, but you, oh, so you said it was uh, similar to a near death experience, right? A lot of times it is. So, like, is. you know about. You know about the pineal gland and and how how much so you think it all takes place pretty much something that has to do with that or is it elsewhere? Uh, that's what you know they say about um, you know the brain through the pineal gland produces DMT and there's almost all of the plants uh, have DMT in them and it's we have stomach acids that block that. So 5,000 years ago, they think, or more, um, the, the Kiranderos, they figured mixing these two plants, one would, one is the uh, psychoactive and then the other blocks the stomach acids. So there's, um, there's a guy I know that um, out in the Midwest, uh, they make something called grassawaska, because grass, just regular grass has DMT. So it's just, our digestive system uh, through however long has adapted to, um, you know, like what kind of world would we live in if everything we ate essentially, maybe it's the, the more natural world to be able to see spirits and to be able to see fractals and to see things. Yeah. Um, our little baby brains though. <laughs> well, I think they're trying to block it on purpose. I mean, what that do you think about the fluoride and everything? Exactly. Exactly. The GMO make, crops. That's right. We wouldn't make very good servants if we were that awake, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we wouldn't sit in our cubicles. <laughs> so, so uh, did you do any um, anything before the ayahuasca ceremony for for cleansing? Like, um, I did this 
portal on your skin and then they put the poison. It's a clean cleanse your lymphatic system, purges you. Yeah, I've done um, it several times. I have a, a little too many scars from it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've done Cambo. I've administered Cambo. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's said, which I didn't have this experience, but it's said that it can be a little addictive because you're so clean. You're yeah. really cleaned out. And it's like nature's antibiotic, essentially. Um, yeah, it's interesting medicine. It's also said that it clears psychic uh parasites and things like that like if you've got a you know you feel like you're being haunted kind of thing um they call it panema um it, it removes the panema so uh, yeah i have for sure done that i've done it before i lost it i've done it after um i've done dietas which are uh, um, master plants sweet master plant teas from the amazon and um they're non-psychoactive but they can give you uh, pretty intense dreams and uh, you do that along with a very restricted diet um, and or, and or fasting. And uh, you commune with the master plants and that's a very interesting uh, experience. I live in Los Angeles and it's a little hard. You know, you really should be out in nature or in the Amazon. I mean, I don't know about should. It's likely easier because you become a little sensitive and maybe even a little grumpy to, um, because you become so oversensitive. So, uh, but they're very good for you, you know. I've done dietas that are like three months long and, and you get insights, sort of like ayahuasca insights. So I've done combinations of the two, uh, prolonged dietas and then uh, ceremonies every weekend or every week with the dieta. And there's a lot, the kind of uh, like uh, initiation type stuff. And there's a, a lot to be learned and a lot to, uh, a lot to know there about the subtle energies. Um, you know, I've said before, like once you see some stuff, you kind of can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't really unknow it, which is why, like, I don't necessarily want to sound what grandiose or anything. But after having many, many ceremonies, and then also some questions about how some ceremonies are run and some there are some it sounds like it's all love and light and there is quite a lot of love and light but like everything where there's a lot of love and light it can get infiltrated by people that don't have those intentions so i was yeah. just i've been a little from the subculture it's people you know i get we can trust nature, don't we always trust people, especially that aren't necessarily in keeping with nature kind of thing. Right. So, you... yeah, the answer is yes, I've done those things, those cleansing. And before you do the medicine, you're, you're supposed to follow a bit of a dieta and abstinence from sex, you know, because you kind of want to close down uh, your chakras a bit so that you're prepared for such a heavy experience. Um, I've seen and done. Uh, I've seen people not follow the dieta, and I've not followed the dieta myself, and and uh, also and been fine, and also had a terrible experience. So, you know, it's it, 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 anything. I, I guess with that medicine, we could say anything that could happen. Um, anything you could think of that could happen, it, it can. You know, like my my big thing in the beginning when I first talked to the shaman before I did it, you know. 
he's like, okay, so what's your biggest worry? And I said, oh, I don't want to shit myself, you know? And he's like, <laughs> you won't, don't worry. And I never did, of course, because, like, it's really a purge, right? You can purge out of both ends. Um, and the purge itself is um, also a psychic cleanse. It's not just a physical cleanse. You're, pur- you're purging out, even if you've got psychic parasites, which I had that experience, got rid of something that hung on to me from, you know, the early 90s from some party night. You know, that's a big story. Um, but uh, uh, I never did. And then I had told somebody much, much later in a ceremony, she was worried about shitting herself. And I was like, you won't. You know, I used to be afraid of that. You won't. She shit herself. So, <laughs> like, oh. you know. <laughs> well. I mean, you know, you can't get arrogant. Or you can't get, no, nobody, you know, can't be a know-it-all. Humble. Well, I drink a lot of cheap beer, so I've probably shit myself more than you ayahuasca people. <laughs> uh, but you were talking about uh, you were talking about fasting. I think I think society and the government try to steer us away from fasting and sun and sunshine. These two things in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Remember during the, you know, the thing from 2020 that'll never go away? Yeah. They want us in our houses and weren't advising vitamin D and, you know, no exercise. Like, that was, whoa. (laughs) Uh, You know, worst possible thing to do with, like, a respiratory thing is to have a mask on. Right. And then stay out, stay indoors, lock yourself up. Yep. Um, What a thing we've lived through. Or some of us have. Yeah. Well, we made it, but I'm sure they're going to try something else. Yeah, yeah. It's the new climate lockdown coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that people are going to comply this time. I don't. I would like to think not. Yeah. I mean, there's people that that used to call us conspiracy theorists and other names. Uh, they're now on our side so yeah yeah one by one right yeah but uh yeah so like did you do you did you want to plug anything or anything like that or oh yeah sure i have a website um it's whitneyfoxmedium.com um it's having some issues right now. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm all paid up on it, but for some reason it, the site is not loading at the moment, but it should be up and running soon. And then I've got Instagram that's um, at TricksterFox7. So, um, yeah, that's it. I like hearing from people. Okay. So what what is the website about? Like, do you do, like, uh, readings and stuff or schedule appointments or what? I do, yeah. So it's funny. I've had... Um, a lifetime of odd experiences and because of the nature of our culture I essentially just thought I was a weirdo <laughs> um, and I and then it come, come to find out there's a lot of people that have had lots of paranormal and metaphysical and uh, experiences and also thought that they were just a weirdo where I've come to believe or think that um, these things happen to various people because it's a shamanic awakening. It's 
what a shaman does is they walk between worlds. They have dreams, they have prophetic dreams, they, they have experiences with spirits, they have, you know, various precognitive things that can happen, telepathic things that can happen. For me, it's not like I was walking around every day having experiences, but fairly often, and starting from a very young age, um, and then in my early 20s, I had a, a very dramatic UFO encounter with two other witnesses that was there was communication with this craft and the intelligences aboard and and maybe connected to uh, other sort of um, I don't want to say abduction but exchanges um, with that energy that all manners of synchronicity sort of surrounding that so this is part of the answer so by the time I got to the point where, and I had a deep fascination with mediums, right? My mother died, and uh, and I had not had someone, well, I'd never had my mother die, so that was a, that was a game changer for me, of my existential crisis went into overdrive, and I, through a very interesting set of circumstances, I came across a medium, and she was the real deal and it blew my mind and it changed my paradigm about everything it started to sort of explain a lot of the experiences that I'd had and some of the things that I knew and some of the uh, dreams that I'd had and and um so then I became very fascinated with mediums in general I'd, and I found great healing from my grief with my mother's death with this one medium then I started having what's called after-death communication with my mother so that, that is a, a, a big story, but also um, it, it was fascinating for me to see how this process worked, how there's com communication between this reality and another reality. Um, so with that, I didn't necessarily think that I could do it. You know, I, I just, it was, a, even though I was having paranormal and metaphysical experiences and psychic experiences, I didn't see myself as someone that could facilitate that for somebody else. Um, and just then various little synchronicities, some big synchronicities. One was, one of the biggest synchronicities that uh, happened was I was working on an art project in these people's house and I knew the house was haunted. I walked up and I just knew that there was something there. And as soon as I walked in, I knew that my clients were gonna leave me alone in the house to work on this project. And I just I just knew, you know? They didn't tell me beforehand or anything. It was this really old house up in Altadena here in uh, Los Angeles area. And uh, I had a old iPod, the kind of scrolly kind, this is how long ago it was. And so, it's a digital, as we know, with iPods, they're a digital thing. It's not like a skipping record or a tape that can skip or anything. Anyway, I knew that there was some spirit in this house. I even knew, like, I could even tell what it looked like. And and I knew that it sort of hung out in this bathroom. I, I knew these things, and I was like, how am I, God. Of course, my client leaves, and I'm like, how am I, I'm getting, wow, you know. And I'm like, but I'm not afraid. I just... I just know what's happening so I'm listening to this iPod and I'm listening to music and all of a sudden it said um, uh, I heard in my in the earbuds um, 
it said, believe that you can speak with the dead. And then it went back to the music I was listening to. And so that was, you know, I kind of ran out of the house because I was, I was like, you know, that, that actually did happen. And, and um, so that was one. There was several others. But so then I started reading books on it and, um, you know, listening to, you know, books on tape. And I was just fascinated with the whole thing, even a little obsessed with it. But then it was uh, maybe for about five years I did that. And then it was I started moving into the time where I was getting curious about the plant medicine. And then with the, the ayahuasca and the plant medicine, then I you it is not it's not uncommon to commune with uh, loved ones on the other side in those realms. So I was with my sister, I was with my father, I was with my mother. And so coming back to this realm, knowing that they 100% exist in a different way, they're more infinite, they're bigger, and just knowing that, then that kind of blew open for me the mediumship thing here. So um, the way I really look at it is we all have the skill. We all can do it, just not all of us choose to or have a desire to. So then I started working on it. Some courses, I got certified. I still take courses, you know, read for clients, still do practice, that kind of thing. So it's a it's a, it's a interesting art. It's very subtle art. So another thing that really sort of helped me out was I started going to what's called Vipassana meditation retreats. 10 days of silence, 11 hours a day of meditation. It's a technique that you use and or that you learn. And in deep, by day eight or nine or so, you are in deep meditation. You are living the life of a Buddhist monk. So, um, Where's that at? All over the world, actually. I, I, or is it online? You, uh, the website is gamma.org, D-H-A-M-M-A.org. Uh-huh. And then you just you know, click on what part of the world you're in and then what state you're in, and then it shows you where the retreat centers are. Okay. And, uh, it's, you know... Uh, we'll take you the same place that DMT Ayahuasca will take you. Um, Vipassana is a very slow train, but you do you can get into altered states of consciousness where you see psychedelic and uh, fractals and, and uh, spirits and things like that. It's, it's a very, very deep practice, not easy. Your shit comes up, you know, <laughs> you become unpeeled like an onion. And, um, but also that is something that I do think everybody at some point in their life should do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that kind of blew the whole thing open where, you know, I have a mindset that, of course, I could do that. I probably should have been doing it my whole life. Um, or I was doing it my whole life. I was just sort of gaslighted into, you know, that, that that's crazy. Or you never know what you're going to invite in. Or, you know, what if it's demons? Like, that's, that's not what happens. <laughs> just, you know, so that's, uh, that's fake news. Fake news. Yeah. I mean, no, which isn't to say that you can't invite demons. You can, so don't fuck around. Fuck around and find out if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I don't. I don't. 
mess around with that. I'm not interested. So it's not my intention. Uh, so uh, it's all about intention. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. I mean, depending on what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we know what it feels like to love, and we know what it feels like to hate or fear, right? And you feel it pretty much in your heart chakra, right? So we do know the difference. It's just we're, we don't quiet ourselves typically enough to really listen to our hearts. Um, so, you know... That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, we got like 10 minutes left on this call, so... Okay. I'm going to start wrapping it up. Go, right. go ahead and uh, tell everybody your website again and stuff. Sure, it's uh, WhitneyFoxMedium.com and then my Instagram is at TricksterFox7. I appreciate you coming on. You know, this yeah. show is young, man. We only started like a month ago. Yeah, you'll get there. Right. Just trying to put the word out, man. It makes me it makes us feel better. So that's all that's all that really matters to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't I got a nine to five and I don't ever plan on leaving. So I'm gonna work I ain't retiring, I'm working until I die. I'll die on the line. <laughs> but well, I appreciate, um, I did want to hear from Julio, um, you know, like maybe what his, quickly, while we have a second, what his biggest lesson takeaway was from his ayahuasca. Uh, I went in to try to heal myself from addictions and, um, and just being a very foul person. And um, I didn't find, I didn't find the answers. It didn't heal me, but it made me open to the idea that maybe... ceremony and it broke down on a lot of barriers and it got me open to going to rehab oh wow um, so yeah and and it didn't it rehab didn't fix me either mm-hmm. but it gave me more tools to kind of make it through life a little bit better right and um right. kind of just made me aware of how kind of like how you were saying you live through other people mm-hmm. uh you experienced other people through their skin for a while i sat I, I kind of flew to my parents' house and I sat in a room where they all talked about me, like directly to me and told me everything about me. Well, and so I came back to the real world and then I knew I had to go back to my parents' house and I sat in the room and it was exactly the way it was in the ceremony. Oh, wow. And, really? That's, and I was that's a trip. I was like, are they going <laughs> to tell me the same stuff they told me? And uh, no, it was a very loving experience and everything, but... I needed to hear all those things during the ceremony. And um, so, I don't know, a lot of people go into it thinking that it's the solution to something, mm-hmm. but it's not. Maybe it's just going to crack the window open for you to kind of continue to doing, continue doing the hard work out of the ceremony. Exactly. It's a tool. It's not going to do it for you. Yep. It's a, you know, it's a tool. And there's many, many tools. And also, you know, the last chapter is not written julio so be curious farther down the road looking back you know what you know what what like you had said that it um it was as if everything had lined up that you were meant to do that um for your whole life and so what that what that 
where that takes you moving forward, you know, knowing that that opened a door, um, which isn't, which is the subtle way that that medicine works. It doesn't have to be that you do hundreds of ceremonies and become a shaman and all that kind of thing. Maybe it's just the one experience that opened a door for healing, you know, or yeah. for you to continue the hard, like you said, the hard work. Yeah, my uh, my wife is. Uh, she, she just told me like a couple weeks ago that. Kind of told us that you know we should try to do it together. That way we can both come out at the same with the same frequency, with the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a bonding experience. No question. Yeah. About it. Yeah, she doesn't smoke, drink, or do anything. And uh, for mm. her to kind of join me on that journey, she was very brave. Yeah. She gave me a lot of support. Yeah, that's Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whitney, man, I really appreciate that you came on. You are, uh, I think you're our first guest, actually, and you're also probably the most high profile. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Whitney Fox. And by the way, we're not related, people. And yes, Fox is my last name. It's not just a handle. They call me Fox on this show. But uh Good. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. I I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I wanna have you on you can come back on again one of these days. Okay. We'll stay in touch. Perfect. Thank you, Whitney. Okay. Thanks, Whitney. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, so that's it. So okay. if anybody's got any uh, questions, comments, bitches, gripes, complaints, message us at uh, conspiracysoldiers at yahoo.com or conspiracysoldiers on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a good night. Bye. Thanks again, Whitney.